punk rock demonstration we started out with scream out from the unseen and we're out here in las vegas with the unseen we're punk rock bowling what's your name and what do you do in the band uh, mark and i sing trip and i play bass and sing on occasion so we just played the song scream out from a long 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 time ago and you've got a music video out for it what's that song all about it's basically just a song about using uh music uh, specifically like punk rock hardcore music um as like a form of therapy you know, if you're like feeling down, you know, you know, looking for like something to cheer you up or something to like put you in a different frame of mind, like putting on like, you know, like hardcore punk rock music, something that will like bring you to a better place or put you in a better mental position. So that's basically what it's about. Got this music video out for it with a, a guy in a therapist type kind of setting. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you watch the music video, you'll know more about that also. You know, yeah. how do you choose what songs go on music videos and which ones don't? Usually like when we record... Um, between the band and the person recording us and the label, they're like, oh, this song's really good. This People are going to like this song. Yeah. Screaming out when we were writing that, we always knew that, felt that was kind of a standout track when we wrote Scott it. Scott came up with like that, this, like the riff for it, like the lead, like solo riff. 
it just kind of all came together and then when it was done we usually would ask the guy in the studio like oh what, do you, what songs do you think should be first and you know between us and him be like oh this you know these two songs this should be like the first and second song you know this should be the last song so typically the first song is something that people are going to remember and we felt it was a strong song so and then when we did the video, we did it with our friend Ian McFarlane, who plays in uh, Boston bands, plays in a band called Blood for Blood, and had done a lot of video work. He hadn't done a ton up at that point. He'd, I think he'd, right. he'd done another video with us. Mm-hmm. And few. he's done videos with countless other bands at this point. I yeah. couldn't even bother to name them all. He's done very well for himself. So that was like an early project, working with somebody within the community that we were familiar with. It was a lot of fun as far as videos go. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very long, drawn-out process, not something I'm necessarily crazy about, but... It's interesting to work in a different medium. You know, he had a vision. He, he brought something to the song that was different than what we had done as people had written it, which is interesting to get another person's take on it and see how they would have a creative take on, on something we had done musically. So it was all right. I mean, we did it all night. It was like yeah. we, we did it like a 10-hour shoot. Yeah. Ten hour shoot. We did it, we did it in a warehouse. Uh, we rented out an office space, and in order to get it on the cheap, we did it between the hours of, like, 12 and 6 and we ended up going late it was like 12 midnight to 10 a.m so yeah we had been and you got to play your own song on camera and mug for the camera none of us are actors so we needed a little liquid courage to do it so there was a lot of drinking does it help that it's going over the overnight hours where you've yeah, got oh, plenty yeah, of time for that because we've done other ones that have been at like 10 in the morning and we've gotten equally as drunk and it's just more embarrassing <laughs> so when did the unseen start the internet said 1993. Probably Does that right. sound about right? I, sometime in the early 90s. Mark and I went to high school together. We grew up in a, a small suburban town right outside of Boston. There was not a lot to do if you didn't play sports, uh, and we didn't. So we, we right. just like music, so we said we're going to force ourselves to start a band. You were already playing drums in a band. Mm-hmm. I was not. I just liked I just picked bass because it seemed like the easiest one to learn. Uh, so I guess you just picked punk rock as the sport of choice. Yeah, yeah, that was that was our that was our football team. So how have you seen punk rock evolve over the years? Punk rock, I don't think anything, any, not necessarily more particular than anything. It's just the the advent of the internet culture has changed everything in our society, and I think that goes top down from just the way people interact with each other, punk rock or not. I think the most interesting thing about it for punk in terms of what it's like to be in a punk band and be touring is just the access to content sharing that wasn't there before. We went on our first tour. I was talking about it the other day. I remember, you know, we had a, we bought a, a, a beat up van and we wrote letters to people across the country. We got a, their names at a book your fucking life in the back of maximum rock and roll, maximum, maximum rock and roll. And wrote them letters saying, you know, we want to play Minneapolis. We want to play Chicago. We had basically like pen pals. Write them a letter and then be like, here's our phone number. And they'd call yeah. us. And We left for tour with a with a atlas and a sock full of quarters and a list of phone numbers written out on a, on a piece of paper. And that's how we got in touch with promoters, which to me seems so alien now. Because everything is done. You know, you have the ad- Facebook, social media and email and cell phones. I mean, the idea of touring. We left. We had cassettes. In Walkmans. I mean, it was just, <laughs> and we're not, you know, we're, we're, we're older than probably a lot of your listeners, but we're by no means ancient. So it's not like this is really happening over the course of 30 fucking years. I mean, we're talking 16, 17 years ago when we first started touring. So that to me, I think is the biggest, the biggest change is the idea that bands now have the opportunity to promote themselves. And I think touring has become a lot easier, but I think one of the downsides of that is because it's easier, there are more bands touring. So it's a little bit harder when we were, when we were a, a touring punk band, when, when we were one of the early ones to do it in terms of the street punk scene that was happening, there weren't a ton of people doing it. So we didn't really have that much yeah, competition. Really like, the casualties, anti-flag defiance. Yeah. Um, 
even that, like, if you were playing, like, if we were playing a show in Chicago, there wasn't, there would be, you know, like, there'd be a punk show, like, once a month or every other weekend or something like that. There wasn't necessarily something happening. Now you go to a town because there's so many bands, it's so much easier to promote yourself, there's more bands working. There'll be a punk show, a hardcore show, a metal show, uh, you know, an indie rock show or whatever. And, and a lot of the times we would play bills that would be all those bands together just because there wasn't that much competition. So I think while it's great that it makes, you know, the, the gates are broken open and everyone can record and tour much easier, it also creates this just kind of flood of bands. So I think it's harder for some of the bands working today to get noticed because there is so much more competition. Um, you know, back in the back in the '90s, before the internet, you had to be willing to tour. You had to be able to do it. So even if you were a great band, but you couldn't get your shit together, you weren't going to make it out to California. It kind of limited you. So there was the, the the pool was a lot smaller back then, and I think it's huge now, in terms of touring and bands that are actually out there getting getting their name out. Speak of touring and everything, you've been touring nonstop forever and ever, and then you suddenly slow down on the touring, and then I guess haven't been playing as much what happened with all those years you've been touring and then why the sudden stop burnt out he, he burnt out a little bit sooner he was smart <laughs> we yeah like, we did like another year and a half or so with he was still in the band but he was like i can't travel anymore fucking spent you know we we're like okay i get it we had you know just put out uh, the record i think was just coming out it yeah, was, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd stopped touring right and then got back in with the record. I, I just really had been tired. We started the band, like I said, in 1993 in high school, and we had done it for so long and had always been this real source of joy and had been fun. It had been my escape, you know, like Scream Out's written about. It's always been what I turned to when everything else in the world sucked. I always had the band, I always had the music. And then when the band became my job and I did it for 10 years as a living, it's great. You know, like that's every artist's dream to, to have your art pay for itself. But it also becomes your job and there's something really disheartening about the thing that you love the most in the world becoming what you do to survive because then there's a lot of extra pressure that comes out. You know, the, when you start thinking about things like financial security and attaching that to your art it it creates some tension between the art and just what it's like to be a regular person so between that and living out of bags and you know tours you essentially just live in truck stops and hotels and backstages and especially when you're just a middling punk band like we were you know even at our prime when we were doing the best you know we were playing relatively small venues it was a lot of just sitting around waiting to play and i had too much time in my head to think so it started driving me crazy and i just didn't didn't feel like doing it anymore it wasn't the job i wanted and i didn't want to start hating the band or hating the guys in the band because that was you know you start doing something and it, it just i didn't love it the way i did and I was like, I don't want to dis I want to disassociate this myself from this before it becomes something I don't love. So I said, I just need a break. I can't go on tour anymore. We'll figure something out. Like I said, they, they went in. Yeah, we had a bunch of people help us out. Pete years. from Global Threat uh, came out with us. Um, Mike from The Virus came out with us. Uh, everybody came out with us. Um, who else? Uh, our buddy Rufio. Um, well, actually, that was when you were playing with Same us. With uh, Jake from Career Soldiers, a band out of San Diego. We basically would just find, you know, people that we knew that wanted to travel, that weren't sick of it. Yeah. And uh, they would <laughs> learn the songs and come on tour with us. And uh, and then the rest of us, you know, we were kind of getting to the point where he was at. But we were just like, well, fuck, the record's done. Like, we're going to go out and, like, push the record. And then, you know, we did it for another year or two. And everybody just got into, like, a mental space where we were like, fuck. Like, everyone was just, like, done. Like, let's go home and relax. Yeah, being a so. professional punk rocker is a kind of a pain in the ass. It's not yeah. something that necessarily lends yeah. itself to that. You know, we just do stuff like this. You know, it's it's we have fun, and that's what it was when yeah. we started the band. We were here yeah. too, depending on which internet site you go to. That's and, how we started. Yeah. And I'm not taking away like everybody that does this for a living. Like, I have nothing but respect for them because oh, we did it. 
but it just got to the point where now it's like now we all have lives. He's got a baby. He's married. I have a. I run my own business. Everybody's like busy doing their own stuff and now we just meet up and it's fun again you know we're like there's no stress i don't give a fuck if we sell one shirt or 20 shirts because i go to work in right. a couple of days it's, no longer, it's fun it's now, no you know, longer so. you're counting that for the mortgage payment yeah. which is great it, it, it's a it's it's like it used to be it's like back it's like we're back in the garage when we were kids which is it's a nice it's a it's a it's a great great second chance for us to fall in love with it again yeah i've been trying to get hold of mark like forever and ever and ever but he's always busy, so <laughs> all the time, like all the time. Now we know why. So why why is it that you're always busy? I run, like I said, I run my own business. So what is that? Uh, landscaping. Like I have my own landscaping company. And specifically this time of year, for where we live, it's like when the weather is changing from winter to summer, and it's just like it's my busy season. Man, so February, you were doing shit. Oh no, you yeah. were plowing roads. Yeah. <laughs> snow stopped, then I started doing the other stuff. So living in the wrong place in Vegas <laughs> when only it only rains when punk rockers come right like punk rock well, yeah, it was rain today right mm-hmm. it's like the first rainstorm they had in 10 years yeah, they brought the lightning bolts and everything and Good. punked it all out <laughs> anyway so how did you get on punk rock bowling uh well we put on two records on BYO records which is the people that organized the Stern Brothers mm-hmm. organized punk rock bowling so we did one of the earlier ones it was a lot smaller the first one we did it was uh, Forgotten Dropkicks I think we played with right 2003 it was the yeah. Forgotten the Dropkicks I think the Bouncing Souls might have been there too yeah you're probably right and, they uh, were definitely there because we hung out way too late I don't know if they played or not but <laughs> we hung out it's really cool to see, uh, really cool to see how punk rock bowling has become so big over the last like 10 years but yeah I mean we, we basically were involved with it just because when, when we, the first one we did we had just put a record out on BYO and they organized it and they asked us to play it so of course we did and the Sterns so. have been doing this forever. I mean, they, they started BYO back in the early 80s. They were one of the first organizers of shows when the L.A. scene started blowing up back in 1982, 1983. So they, they have always been on the forefront and kind of been semi-leaders management of, of making things happen. So mm-hmm. to, see, to see this evolve the way it has and that it's now a viable way for them to make a living. People come from all over the world. I'm in a... Uh, uh, elevator today with two dudes from sweden some guy yeah, from to somebody from australia yeah, like on the way in coming from all over the world just to see this which is it's it's fantastic and and we've been doing it for well over 10 years now sterns have been doing it for 17 and uh it's just a ton of fun it's a it's a ton of fun and i, I love the fact that punk rock is big enough now like this wouldn't have existed you know 15 20 years ago when we were first getting into stuff um, there just wasn't a market for it. Like no one cared enough. There wouldn't have been enough money to be able to do it. And the fact that enough people care that you can come out and support something like this and still have it be reasonable. It's not like it's, actually, it's not. Talking to people it's about, not crazily I think for a three-day pass, it's like a hundred bucks. When you think yeah, about it, that's it. to see like the Boston's conflict, dropkicks, rancid. Yeah. Uh, fuck, sick of it all. It's TSOL. Seventeen dollars like, to see a Hollywood movie right yeah, now. I mean, you're talking yeah. like you know what I mean. That's fifty bucks by the time you buy popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. to take it. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife to go out to go to fucking Olive Garden costs us forty eight dollars. So if I the fact that I can go and see like a laundry list of incredibly influential, hardworking musicians for a little bit more is almost criminal. It should be more expensive. Stern, start charging more money. Um, it's it's great. It's great. I love it. It, it really is. It's 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 funny to see. Uh, and you know, and, and Sterns are older than us, and it's it's great. You see, everyone, everyone's getting a little older. Every year, the parties end a little bit early. <laughs> <laughs> we're dying right now waiting to go on stage it's about two hours after we normally play we're all exhausted but it, it's yeah, you're from the east coast too right yeah yeah we're still working on east coast time too punk rock bowling is like disneyland you can never see all the bands that you're here for 
but you're still paying to see all the bands. You're supporting the bands. That's what it is. It goes to the big pool of just keeping everybody alive. It's, it's good. It's good. So back to the Unseen. Let's take a listen to another song since we've been talking so much about everything else. Let's take a listen to this next song called Don't Look Back. Do you have any uh, thoughts on that song? That was, it was actually the first thing that ever got released on BYO Records, Cocking Back, that oh, was the on comp, the sample, right? that was a comp. That was, he explains, I'm going to get my drink. <laughs> it was written about for, uh, it was a song I wrote, um, just I was a much younger man, and it was coming through, uh, in probably in my early to mid-20s, just coming out of my teenage asshole years, and feeling a little bit I had wronged a few people, including my lovely mother, my girlfriend at the time, and I felt guilty about it, and it was a song about... Uh, you know, moving on and saying, hey, we all we all fuck up, and uh, I'm sorry, but no need to dwell on it, you know, move, moving forward. Don't don't look back. Look forward. Think about what's happening next. So it's a song about first song we ever did for BYO Records, so it's got a special place in my heart for that reason. Very cool. So let's take a listen to that song. It's by The Unseen. It's called Don't Look Back, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration.
Welcome back. That was Torn and Shattered by The Unseen, and we're out here with The Unseen at Punk Rock Bowling in Las Vegas. So, any interesting things you learned on tour? Now I've got an office job, like, since I stopped touring, but, uh, and every interview I've ever had is that, like, touring is the ultimate, like, you can never say that's not my job. Like, you just, it forces you to learn how to do DIY shit all the time, you know? Like, it's, it's, it's really a lot of... There's nothing to do and there's everything to do. And in a band like ours where we didn't have like a huge crew to do stuff, it was always just the four guys and usually one other person to help out. So there's a ton of, you know, like I can't fix anything, but you become, you have to figure out how to do shit, you know, how to fix your vehicle when it breaks down. You got to become adept at figuring out where you're going to go and shit that needs to get done. It's amazing about how much... Uh, yeah, like life survival, basically, yeah, you figure exactly. out on tour. <laughs> like, fuck, what do we do now? It's Sunday, our transmission blew, yeah. in the middle of nowhere, we got to figure this out. Right. Like, and it's, it's amazing now that I work in a, in a different environment with people that have never done that, uh, how much squares are just kind of like, well, I don't know, that's not my job, I've never had to deal with that. And they just shut down, you know, they, they don't ever do that. And the mentality I come from, you know, even working in this office environment now from a, from a punk rock towing background is just that, like, I've never once uttered the word, that's not my job. If there's a problem, you figure out how to do it or you find someone else in the group who can do it. And I, I take a lot of that, I think a lot of that initiative comes a lot from being in a DIY touring punk band for so long. Like, I think that's really where I picked up on that kind of stuff. And it's, it's done me all right. Guys in suits love that shit if they hear you say that. It sounds like Mark still loves to tour because he's in other bands too. Yeah, but I don't like to tour, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just play shows, basically, yeah. yeah. So I don't think anyone likes to tour. It's yeah. the live shows that are fun. The, everything out, the other 23 hours a day are yeah. a fucking drag. It's just a matter of how much, how much do you love that one hour, I think, is kind of dictates how long you're willing to go out and do it. Right. Yeah, I came out from Los Angeles to punk rock bowling, and that was a trip yep. <laughs> so but i'm here and it's fun so i guess it's worth it <laughs> so you're also in some other bands too like ashers yeah i well i did that we stopped a couple of years ago mm-hmm. but yeah it was just something else to do like i wanted to try you know playing with a couple other friends of mine try to do something like slightly different you know when you play music it's like if you get a chance to play with other people and maybe play something that might be different you know you try to do it like in the same realm but like a little so do you have any current bands that you're part of right now? Right now, I also play in another band called Tenebrae, which it's it's basically for fun. Um, we've done we did an EP and we did a split seven inch with a band from Boston called Panzer Bastard, and uh, yeah, we just you know record sometimes and play like mainly locally, just like around Boston. So the unseen isn't officially together just because we're playing punk rock bowling, just coming out on special occasions. We're together because we've been together for half our fucking lives yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Everybody, yeah. As long as people still give a shit, we'll continue to do the newest, it. The newest member of our band uh, is a rhythm guitar player, and he's been in the band probably eight or nine years now. Yeah, probably almost ten years, and and we've known him forever. He was in Global Threat with me years and years ago, and uh, he. We had a bunch of people filling in for us for a long time, you know, when we had, like went through member changes. And then finally he came in and we're like, oh, we know him. He wants to do it. He's willing to do it. He knows he knows what we're about, you know, so. Is there a certain community? It, it, I, I, t- I associate with punk rock. I'm not sure if it's a time or a place thing because I can only base it on my experience. But growing up where we did in Boston in, in the early 90s, the, the punk rock scene was very big. Uh, con- compared to nationally, we were one of the biggest cities, I think, for what we were doing for Street Punk Revival. But it was still a small scene. We're talking a couple hundred people, and I still talk to some of those people 
at least once a week. It's amazing yeah. that like, yeah, you know, like these are people that I didn't, you know, like I was a much different person when I was 17 years old versus 37 year old me. Um, but I still, some of the friends I had from that, it's, it's are still close friends of mine that I still talk to a lot. Thank God you have the advent of shit like texting and Facebook and shit like that. Cause we're not out at the bar every night like we used to be because a lot of us are married with kids and stuff, but it's amazing that you still have that kind of connection with people that from when you were that young and Johnny was one of those people that he was just around from our, you're like, Oh yeah, he was, we already knew him. Like, sure. If he can figure out the songs, great. And guess what? Our songs aren't that hard. So he figured it out fine. And he's been with us ever since. So one last thing, how, when's the last time the unseen did an interview? It's been a while for me. I haven't been on this side of the microphone in ages. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a little while just cause we, we usually you do, usually you do interviews when you have a new record. Um, that's typically the way it goes, and, or when you're playing like a you know high-profile event like this, and we haven't really done a big event or <laughs> written anything new. I think our <laughs> last record yeah, in 2007, so, I think, was so, the yeah. last time we so put something like out. So ago. this is yeah. mm-hmm. so 2007 was the last time you released an album. Uh, yep. Which one was that one? Internal Salvation and Hellcat. Mm-hmm. I believe Hellcat is still a label. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it just yep. mm-hmm. now? Is it still? Uh, I th- yeah, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Nobody buys records, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's around that vicinity, like, uh, you know. Yeah. So where can people find more information about The Unseen if they wanted to? The internet. Your local library. Yeah. Consult your local library. The internet, his Facebook, my Facebook, The Unseen's Facebook. If, if there's anything new, we'll put it on there. So, so, which yeah. one is my, how do you access my Facebook? I don't even know what it, what it is. Unseen. You'll yeah. find us. Google, Google The Unseen. Google You'll figure that, that shit out. out. You'll figure it out. Google will take care of you. Sounds good. So you can find more information about my radio show at punkrockdemo.com. We've been with Unseen out here at Punk Rock Bowling in Las Vegas. Let's take a listen to one last song called Sick of You by the Unseen, and I guess we'll leave it at that. Awesome. Any thoughts about uh, Sick of You? Uh, real quick before I go, because I want to see Cliff 45 and I have to get ready. Um, Sick of You is just uh, basically something um, when we were traveling all the time playing, we started getting like people started like uh, saying stuff to us like, oh, why are you touring with uh boy sets fire or why are you touring with hate breed and it's like well we've played with the casualties and Ozrotten and anti-flag defiance and the ducky boys and this band a million times like if you want to if you want to try to tour for a living which is what we were trying to do you have to try to think outside like get outside of the the box gotta diversify and yeah we weren't going on tour with like good charlotte but we'll go on tour with somebody like say a boy sets fire, or something like that, or, or a hardcore band like Capri, just to, to try something different, to expose ourselves to different people. And some of the fans that we had early on didn't like that, you know. So, "Sick of You" is basically a song just to say like "fuck you," like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Day so enough. Leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> very good to Thank leave you. the show off with that. So, here's "Sick of It All" by Unseen, and we'll do something else after that. <laughs>
Hey, this is Mark. This is Trip from The Unseen, and you are listening to Punk Rock Demonstration. Clit 45 with Caught in a Crack. Hope you liked that one. We did an interview with Clit 45 last week. And if you missed it, you can go to the website punkrockdemo.com and download the old show. And also you can find the other interviews we did like Sniper 66, The Pears. Who else did we do? The Mahones. We did a lot of interviews. So there are going to be more coming. Next week is Last False Hope. I accidentally said there were no false hope. But Last False Hope. We'll be on next week on punkrockdemo.com. That's at 7 p.m. Pacific time on Monday. Since we're done with the interviews today, we're going to play more punk rock. Because it's the punk rock demonstration, we'll replay tons of punk rock. And I just drank lots of coffee, so I'm ready. This next song is by Los Kung Fu Monkeys. It's called Stretch Your Hand.
Tomorrow. 
There's a police bastard there with Born to Die, and then the casualties before that with In It For Life. No More Saints with We Must Consume was before the casualties. Violent Affair with No Rules No Order was before No More Saints. And Acides with Revolution Is My Destiny. Acides is supposed to be coming through town, or was supposed to be coming through town in this month, but unfortunately they can't. So that sucks. Maybe next year. Anyways, we're gonna play some more punk rock with Unit F. This next song is called Information Age.
deadly radioactive cloud rises over seven miles. There was the Nazi dogs with neutrons, and then Warplay was before them with Screams of the Dead. Tower Blocks with Kids of the Tower Blocks was before that, and then we heard the Destructors with Agent Orange. Omic Lee from Greece, that's how it's called, the answer will be Violence, and then the Dirty Filthy Mugs with Plastic City before them. And the Scarred with Vice was before Dirty Filthy Mugs. And the one before the Scarred was with One Way System. That's how it's called, Life on the Outside. And I don't know where you live, but it's hot as hell where I live. And it's so hot that my computer keeps shutting off. So I decided to find out the cause. And it was really because the video card was overheating. So my video card doesn't have a fan because I don't really like the video cards with fans. The fans always die and they're noisy. But since I don't have air conditioning, it would be a good thing to have a fan on the video card. So I decided to rip a fan out of an old broken video card and stick it on my current one. And it seems to be doing pretty well. Except it's got a fan on it. So that sucks. But that's life. So uh, with that, we're going to take a listen to The Virus. This next song is called Heroes.
some resilience with free will and then the zero boys before that with white face zero boys interviews coming up pretty soon and then last false hope was before the zero boys that's what's called tear it out cause of death with radiation burns was before last false hope and then war machine was before that with here's to hope and i've got plenty of hoping i just replaced my broken three terabyte hard drive with another broken three terabyte hard drive the most irritating thing is that hard drive was brand new and I replaced it with another brand new one that was just opened and it died within a couple hours and now we're on the third one which is also new we'll find out how long this one lasts it's very irritating I don't know what's causing them to die 
I guess just because they're labeled refurbished and unfortunately you only get refurbished drives when you have a drive fail and you send it back so plus the warranty is only 90 days and unfortunately it's past the 90 days when I started using the drive so it's out of warranty even though it's brand new pieces of crap anyways we're gonna play some more punk rock and songs that you've never heard of before you can send in songs if you're banned by going to punkrockdemo.com this next song is by Anti-Flag. It's called Mamiya's Song.
Mr. Jacket Punk Rock demonstration from Monster Squad. Jack you up. some monster squad with dfa and then for fuck's sake before that with got an itch never say never with beat the bastard was before for fuck's sake and ss callier with waste your life was before never say never and we're down to the last couple songs of the program before i leave you make sure you check out the website for the awesome interviews we have coming up if you don't want to find out what interviews are coming up you can always send in a request or a song if you're a band so definitely something to check out the website about punkrockdemo.com we're going to take a listen to new songs now. This next song is by Shortside Avenue. This song is called Ruined. And after that, let's take a listen to some brand new California skate punk with a song by Cast Off. And that song will be called Epilogue. And if there's more time, we'll come back with more punk rock. So if I don't come back, it means we ran out of time. And we'll be back next week. Every Monday from 7 p.m. Pacific Time until 9 p.m. Pacific Time. And every Tuesday from 7 a.m. until 9 a.m. Pacific Time. So enough with my raspy voice, here's Shortside Avenue. Forget it, Marshall! 
Flip your leg And I don't know what I've done I feel 